Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. Before we get started, I got a little question for you, something I've been thinking about today. On my way to work today, I stopped by a gas station um, to grab an energy drink. And as I walked in, the guy behind the counter looked like he was you know, still asleep. It's pretty early. So I said, hey, good morning, man. How you doing? And he kind of mumbles back, morning, you know, kind of growls at me. So I go to the back, I grab a drink, and I come back up. And, um, you know, he's kind of lightens up a little bit. Uh, you know, I ask, well, how are you doing? I say, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? He goes, oh. Just another day, you know, beats the alternative. And I started realizing at that moment, so many people are like this every day. The people you see at work, people you run into at stores, so many people just hate their lives. And every minute of their life is just like they're dragging on. And even if they don't hate it, even if they don't really believe what they're saying, it is so common for people when you see them say, Hey, how you doing? Oh, just another day, another dollar working, you know, living the dream, even nightmares or dreams. And this is so common in our society. And I find myself doing it just because that is like the natural response that so many people give out that I find myself when somebody asks me and I'm having a great day, I end up saying one of those stupid responses back. And it made me realize like how sad your life must be that you actually believe that and you're not doing anything to change it. But also like if your life isn't that way, why do we say that? Why do we act like things are so bad? So I want to, I want to push myself to when you guys see me, if you live around here, obviously, but if I run into you guys that are listeners and you say, what's up? I want to give you a better answer. Like, Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Or, you know, life's great. This is going on. What's going on with you. I don't want to give those stupid answers of the, Hey man, the Eeyore answers that we tend to give so often. So it's just something I was thinking about today. I wanted you guys to hear it, think about it and see if you have the same experience that I do. And if you also want to change it, but for the reason you're here, the main topic today is about throttling your shooting. So we're getting back on guns. Okay. We're going to talk about training today. Um, just a little concept that I wanted to cover going out with certain people, um, shooting on the range. And I've realized that there's a couple ways that people shoot that I think are wrong. There is the guy who goes and he shoots super slow but he shoots really well, you know, super accurate, but very slow running drills. And all he's concerned about is getting perfect shots right on the X, you know, as centered as possible, which is great, but that's the only shooting that he does. Then on the other side, you have the guy that all he cares about or girl, whatever, all they care about is being the fastest. They just want to get that shot off as fast as they can off the timer and be like, you know, wider, pow, pow. And they don't really care where they hit. The only goal is accuracy. So in these two examples that I gave you, you have one extreme to the other. And the way that I train is I like to go to the range and I start with kind of a cold setup where 
my first rounds out are really just like breaking the rust off. Let's see how I perform cold, right? Set a timer, beep, draw, bang, 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 shoot real quick. You know, see how fast and accurate I can be as if it was a real life-threatening situation and I needed to do it. From there on, you know, whether I'm training with a rifle, a carbine, a, a handgun, I like to throttle my training. So I start out shooting as accurate as I can, but I start increasing the speed and start shooting faster and faster and faster until my hits get too far outside of my acceptable accuracy circle. And then I bring it back in a little bit and then I push it up again and, you know, go a little faster, a little faster, a little faster until that ring starts to get a little too big and then bring it back in. What I'm doing is I'm throttling my shooting. You're throttling up as fast as you can, just to the point to where you start failing and then back it down a little bit. Try and hold it there. Practice, practice, practice. So you're still shooting the same speed, but you're bringing that circle in, you know, that group in tighter and tighter and tighter, and then start throttling up again until you start missing and then bring it back in. The reason you want to do this is it's essentially like working out. I come from, uh, I I guess I can't say I come from, um, just like most of you who have worked out a lot. I used to enjoy um, weight training a lot. I really wanted to be as big as I possibly could and as strong as I possibly could, like any 20-year-old dude. Now I would rather just feel better and be healthier and not try and kill myself with a bunch of supplements and eating 10 times a day. But when I was working out all the time, you would lift as heavy as a weight as you could to hit the 10 reps. And then you would increase that weight, right? That speed until you failed those 10 reps and you could only get eight. And then you would slowly do this over time with different weights, different lifting techniques. And what that did was it made you stronger and it made you bigger. Same idea goes for shooting. If you can shoot faster and put yourself to the test, but also worry about accuracy because that is super important then you will eventually start shooting faster and faster, but also more accurate and more accurate. So many of us get in this routine of just going to the range and either plinking, playing with different guns that you have, um, which is fine. You know, there's, there is range days where it's just, let's go have some fun, but you also really need to have dedicated um, training days and you need to treat it as if it is a workout. I think people a lot of times buy a gun and they think I'm cool now. I'm good. Not cool. I'm good now. I don't need to worry about it. If anything bad happens, I'll just pull my gun out and I'll, I'll protect myself or my loved ones. Or, you know, they have it next to their bed. And if anybody breaks in, I'll just grab my gun and I'll go clear the house and take care of whoever's trying to hurt me. Typically my first question to those people is, do you have a light on your gun? 99% of those people say no. They say, interesting. What time of day do you think you're going to need that gun that's next to your bed? Well, at nighttime, is it dark at night? Are you going to be able to see? Even if you go to clear your house and you're turning lights on as you go, there is 
you're only getting to the lights that you're at, it's going to be dark beyond there. So if you walk down a hallway and you flip the light on, great, you can see down the hallway, but what about the bedroom at the end of the hallway that's still dark where somebody could be? Maybe you see a shadow or something and you shoot and you hurt somebody that you don't want to. Maybe you kill somebody that you don't want to. Maybe you send a round through your wall into your neighbor's house, right? Very dangerous. So just having the gun is not good enough. You need to think through what you would be using it, when you would be using it, why, and then go to the range all the time and practice with it and treat it as if it's a workout. This isn't a toy. This isn't just some tool that you leave in your garage. This is part of you now, if you carry, and you need to treat it as such. So the whole point of this episode is go out to the range and work on throttle. Um, Another part of this is how fast you can find the wall. Now, what the wall is, for those of you who don't know, is when you squeeze a trigger on a firearm, as you pull back, there is less tension in the first two-thirds of the pull, half pull, whatever, you know, it's different for every gun, but there is less tension, and then you hit this point, bank where all of a sudden the tension changes, and it gets a lot harder to pull back, okay? And we're not talking like it's difficult to pull back. It's just a noticeably different amount of resistance that you have to pull back. That is called the wall. Now, what I'm talking about with throttling up and getting faster at getting to the wall is if you let the trigger decompress and you pull it the whole stroke as fast as you can to shoot fast, you are putting all this extra torque on the gun and you're jerking the gun and it's going to make you inaccurate. But if you're able to get your finger really quick to the wall and then squeeze from there, nice controlled squeeze, you'll be way more accurate. And then you don't want to flick your finger off the trigger. You just want to release it slowly to the wall and hold it there and begin your squeeze again. You're reducing that trigger pull a lot by doing this. Also, what you're doing is gaining speed because you're not throwing it out there so far. You're not having this vicious cycle that you're working through. You can just get on the wall, squeeze off. And if you get good, as you start to um, shoot more and more, you'll even be able to reset back to the wall during the recoil, making you super fast and making it to where the gun almost helps you get back to the wall and you're right back ready to squeeze off another round. That is how you really start gaining accuracy and speed. So my mission for all you guys, go out, give this a try, take a notebook with you and start writing down where you're at. Buy a pack timer, you know, set it up and say, okay, from concealed, when the timer goes off and I draw and shoot, write down your times from, or of how long it takes you to get that first round off and then slowly start working on that dry fire is really good at that because it really helps you work with the body mechanics of drawing the gun out. Um, but then run other drills and see like how fast your splits are, how fast you are at switching from one target to the other and keep a log with those and slowly just build that speed, build that speed, but focus on accuracy. If you start getting too far outside of your grouping, if the if the shots start getting too bad, dial it back in, slow it down just a little bit, 
to where you get acceptable hits, practice there for a little bit and start pushing it again. And you'll become a little more comfortable, a little bit faster and a little bit more accurate. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys have been awesome. Please share this episode with somebody, pay the fee, help a brother out. And if you have the time, leave me a little five-star in a review. That helps grow the show so much. You guys have no idea. Thank you for all the love and support, and I will see you guys next week. Later. Later.